On the Tech Talk for Accountants show, Andrew Lassis shares helpful tips for accountants and the technology issues they face. Join Andrew and his occasional guests on our weekly episodes. Welcome to another episode of the Tech Talk for Accountants show. My name is Andrew Lassis with Rush Tech Support, specializing in IT for accountants. And today we have Michael Solomon of Accounting Personalized, Inc. Michael, welcome to the show. Andrew, thanks for having me. I mean, it's, it's great to be here. It's great to, uh, you know, reach out to people virtually. I, I'm sure everybody's really into that the, this year. Um, and uh, it, it's great to kind of get the, the message of this where we're starting up and uh, trying to, to do new services and a new style of accounting for, for individuals. Yeah, so has COVID kind of opened your clients up more to the the virtual world or what's that looked like for you? Um, it, you know, it's a it's a complicated mix, I would say. Um, as accountants, we're, we're known to kind of stay in our little tax caves and uh, I'm sure COVID uh, has, has made our, our caves a little bit darker in some ways, uh, cert- certainly myself or my own at, at some times um, where, uh, you know, we're working from home and virtually and and that's great, um, but I've also got that unique uh, style of clients, uh, ma- mainly business clients that that want me to do more more on-site visits um, because either they're busy or uh, you know, with, with the way that COVID is, um, they just can't seem to sit down in front of a computer long enough, you know, to have the the meaningful conversations. Um, so it, it's really a split uh, where uh, I've got clients that are wanting a lot more in-person hand-holding and uh, then I have the opposite where it's clients that hop on to a Zoom conversation or uh, Google Hangouts or whatever it might be and have a uh, short two, three-minute conversation. They send me their details and, and, and move on. Um, it's pretty interesting how the world has just kind of opened up. I, I saw an interview with, and I can't recall his name, but the, uh, the president of PayPal, he said this, the COVID thing just kind of fast forwarded technology five years as far as people's adaption to it. Because before, I mean, and I've, I've personally been using Zoom for a couple years now. And one of my like claim to fame investments was I bought Zoom the day it came out. And that's like four or five X at this point, which is I'm sure. wonderful. <laughs> but the, the adaptation for users, I mean, a lot of time it's, well, I've always been doing it this way. And so I'm going to keep doing it this way. I like the old fashioned. I like to look someone in the eye and that, that kind of world has just been kind of pushed out the door for a lot of firms because clients, you know, and I mean, it depends on their propensity to it, but you know, people are trying to kind of avoid people. And so like the introvert techie in me, it's kind of like, this is great. I love avoiding people. But then the extrovert in me outside of that is like, I kind of want to actually not live in this like cave, like you were talking about 24 seven. So that it is that yin and yang sort of thing. For, for sure. For sure. And I, I think really, uh, and I'm, I think you touched on this on one of your other podcasts really well, which was, um, 
you know, it's, it's all great to go virtual. And as an accountant, I can resonate with you on the introvertedness of, oh, this is great. You know, all, my life is basically 100% scheduled, you know, and uh, I can be at home or I could, you know, I can, I can be somewhere else and just kind of do a background drop. And, um, you know, it, it's not that uh, necessarily as personal of an interaction but uh, the dangers of which is, um, you know, the security of having the, the virtual conversation and what aspects, um, you know, uh, am I going through a, as the preparer or uh, advisor uh, in a, an accounting role to these individuals? Um, you know, how am I protecting their information? Because we're having such uh, personal discussions of, how their business is doing, how they're doing as an individual, what their goals are. Um, and it's almost to the level of, you know, a, a conversation you would have with, with a physician. And I know physicians are going virtual. So, I mean, it's really getting to the point where, um, you know, home office and internet connection and are we doing VPNs? And, uh, you know, even if I'm doing all that on my end, you know, if the clients at Starbucks is using <laughs> public Wi-Fi, you know, it's kind of all for naught, right? Um, so uh, different conversations like that, you know, and it's it's trying to also train clients as well as, uh, you know, employees and other other individuals like that, the, yeah. the level of security and the importance of that since we're going virtual. Yeah, the I think the mindset, and this is starting to shift more and more now that there's more and more data breaches. I mean, this was kind of one of the things that we had saw in the beginning of COVID was that everybody is shifting to virtual and, you know, if we're using SaaS products, did we even need an office? Okay, we're not using a server, so we don't technically need a site-to-site -site VPN in order to get the files because it's all SaaS and QuickBooks Online is going to protect us. We don't, we don't need to worry about anything. Just users hop on their computer do whatever they want. And one of the things that you touched on, and I don't think a lot of people, it makes sense when you talk about it, but a lot of people don't think about it, is on the client's end, because you could be providing the clients, here's a secure encrypted portal, use this to upload your documents. Do not send it over Starbucks unencrypted email or the airport Wi-Fi or that Outback Steakhouse Wi-Fi. Like it, there's so many easy ways for someone to set up a fake a fake hotspot and then be able to just decrypt all of the data that comes in all the information that comes in everything that you're doing on the computer it can be viewed by someone that's just setting up and you would have no clue so the on the client level though that's such a, an important piece of the puzzle because if the client is just, you know, they hop on any Wi-Fi, send you, here's, here's my W-2 from work or, you know, whatever it is, here's the 1040 from last year, whatever the case is, 1120, you know, all, any of the documents that they send, they send that through a regular email. They are just opening themselves up. But I think it's people, they don't get that immediate hit. It's not like I send you, a unencrypted email of all my personal information and now my identity stolen. It's usually just these things building up to it. It's, it's poor kind of cyber hygiene. So are there any tips that you have for getting your clients 
to subscribe to this idea of they need to protect their data just as much as you need to protect their data. At Rush Tech Support, we focus on your compliant IT so you can focus on accounting. Call us now at 844-881-7874. That number again is 844-881-7874 or email us at support at rushtechsupport.com to work with us. We specialize in tech support for accountants. It's really being open with the client and having that discussion early on um, and, and kind of starting a roadmap with, with the client of this is how I like to do business. I mean, obviously, if they send me a W-2 via regular email, I'm still going to use the W-2 because <laughs> they, they sent it to me and I'm not going to slap them on the wrist or anything, but it's training that client to say, okay, well, Michael sent me a secure link. Uh, to share file or wherever it may be to upload um, or even um, I know like working with some mortgage agents or, or even some some other companies have their own uh, security system so they can't uh, use kind of websites like that that, that are uh, from, from an outside source I mean even just going into a PDF and putting in a password <laughs> you know at a bare minimum um, and and training the client how to do that and I mean I, I've sat in my office and, and showed clients how to do that on PDF. I mean, it's just a simple save as, you know, add, add the security feature to it. Um, but I think it really has to be that open conversation. I mean, not, not to minimize the, the importance of having that security and those options internally, but really trying to teach the clients. Because, I, I mean, I could be the most secure firm in the world um, with all my data, but if a, a client basically... Uh, has uh, like a road, run, you know, some outdated like roadrunners uh, email, and they're on a public Wi-Fi, um, and they send it to me that way. Then, then mine's kind of all for naught, right? But, so, uh, right. really, just having that conversation with them, telling them these are the risks of where the the information security uh, is, and then uh, kind of telling them this is how we back it up, and you know, kind of opening up that door. I think it's very important to the client, um, even just for their own comfort level, even if it doesn't mean anything to them initially, at some point they're going to get a question raised. And making sure that the clients feel secure and understand all of that. I think there, there was a time where it's, and then maybe it's just the conversation is shifting a bit now that just the whole tech world is kind of upside down with the work from home movement. But before it was just kind of, well, I uploaded it, it's in the internet, no one's going to want my stuff anyway. And I think the piece that a lot of people don't realize is that when it comes to stealing information and all these hacking things, people, they'll look at spear phishing. They'll look at, I'm going after big four because they've got so much money and so much information they are the only ones who are at risk or the companies with hundreds of employees. Like they're the ones that really need to worry about this stuff. But the truth is if you download an email list and you've got software automating how the ransomware plays out and how stealing the information plays out, I mean, you're just clicking send and it could be sending it to one person if it's spear phishing. And there's a lot that goes into that 
where you have to make it look like you're a part of the organization and trying to trick the specific person and all that. But just for the masses, I mean, you could literally download a list of accountant email addresses, set up a free Gmail, shoot it out. So, I mean, it'll eventually get shut down by Gmail, but just a super high level. We won't get crazy technical on it, but you send out an email to 100,000 people, someone's going to click on it. Like that's just how statistics work. Someone will click on it and it works. And people are like, oh, why would they waste their time doing that? It's like, because it's very easy money to make thousands of dollars sending out an email. So how do we get people out of the mindset of it won't happen to me? Yeah, I think, and I think it's really having that, that open discussion with them and that, that roadmap to this. And part of that is somebody that's running a firm is ease of use. Um, because if, if I make it complicated, and um, I know on one of your podcasts, when you did, we're talking about apps, you know, it's, if I have to sit and teach somebody really how to use it, and it's not just a natural kind of, uh, I only can figure this out, you know, three or four buttons on it they're not gonna use it. They're gonna just revert back to the old way. So having some sort of system that's just ultra easy for them, it's a click of a button, not a bunch of steps where they can upload it um, and just kind of teach them as a peace of mind. And I think really it has to be an, an all or nothing thing where even if they're gonna send me a piece of information that may not have, you know, it, it could just be a profit and loss, which, it, which is a, a, a private document but it doesn't really have any, you know, social security numbers in it or anything like that. But just something like that, just saying, look, just upload it to me securely. Or, you know, if your gross sales number, just, uh, you know, if it's in a document, just upload it to me securely so that they get in the habit of, okay, anytime I'm, I need to send Michael uh, my information, it's, it's just natural to them. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I think that really does, again, come with ease of use and, and how easy it is for me to provide that information to them. Um, and, you know, I like to, you know, I like things a little bit neater. And, and uh, if it looks complicated, sometimes people will just get overwhelmed and they, and they won't use it. So, I mean, it could be something as simple as uh, hyperlinking things in an email, you know, uh, instead of just dropping a huge link in there that they have to click on to say, you know, click, click here hyperlink that so that when they click on it, again, it's just ease, ease of use. It's not, it's not a scary thing. It's one, one, two click, and then you upload your documents and you're good to go. Um, and I think that that's so vital and so important. Um, and as I, I mentioned to you before, off, off camera and off recording, uh, I was a, a chief compliance officer and chief technology officer of, a, of an RIA before uh, what I'm doing now. And um, just seeing like the the SEC audits and the data risks and trying to develop systems. And it, it, it's not a point in time, right? It's a constant moving target to what the industry is doing that I think our, our security is there. But now at this point in time, it's the, the weak link is kind of on the client end. So we have to make it easier for them um, and be more uh, promoting of, of that secure system uh, when they're transferring information of any sort of detail. And that was one of the pri primary factors. We actually have a white label solution for accountants. I mean, literally it works for anybody, but you know, because accountants deal with so much 
uh, private information. And we, we do it with uh, mortgage brokers and, and title companies, uh, people that are dealing with very, very sensitive data. And when we were going through and trying out all the different softwares, one of the biggest things for us, it wasn't price, it wasn't the name brand, it wasn't the ability to white label, which is, a, it's still a great feature and I'm glad that we have it with the solution that we have, but it was ease of use. And just like you said, we put, we put their link in the customer's signature, click here to send me a secure document. And the customer clicks the link, they type in their email address, and then they upload the secure document and click send. It looks just like an email, just it's not coming from the normal place that they're doing it. But it was super, super, super easy for the accountants to adapt and adopt and be able to say, click my link, send it to me. It goes right in. It's easy for the accountants to use. And then it's super easy for their clients to use. So it's not a whole thing of, yeah, I don't really know how this works. And um, like, I, I think you click here and we got to turn this setting on. Like, it's very, very, very easy. Here's my link, go to it, boom, now I've got it. And there's encryption from start to finish. And it's, it's easy for them to use. It's easy for their clients to use. And so the clients aren't mad. Oh, you make me click 17 different things. And I've got when I was doing uh, refinances on my rental properties, and I mean, I can appreciate the security, but it was like, okay, go to this website and now we're going to send you a PDF with a one-time code and then enter that code into here to then download this zip file and your password is your zip code. And, you know, I can follow along with that stuff because I'm in that field, but I can't imagine how many phone calls they must get of clients that are just like, can you just send this to me in an email? I can't figure this thing out. It's way too complicated. So simplifying for the clients, that's such a great insight that you make it easy for the clients to follow this easy process and there won't be the reluctance to it. That's just kind of human nature, right? I think that's why Mark Cuban, he hits on, he thinks sensors are going to be the biggest thing in the future. And it kind of makes sense because, you know, people will go to the doctor for the checkup and that's where we get kind of our body's KPIs, right? It's like, oh, you know, your blood sugar levels are high, your liver enzymes are high, you need to be eating more of this, less of that. But we have to consciously make that appointment and then consciously be thinking about that as we go about our day and planning our meals. But if there's sensors with all these things, I mean, you get push notifications, like don't eat steak for lunch these numbers are high and it's like, okay, thanks. So just the, the humans, not <laughs> the humans, like I'm not one, <laughs> making it easy for them so that they don't revert back to bad habits. For sure. And, and that's actually, uh, if you, I'll, I'll segue into, that's kind of why I started into the, this business to begin with. I mean, I've, I've been doing accounting for the last uh, over 10 years now um, and, uh, you know, just, just kind of like the, the name of the company suggests it's the personalization for the individual, which, uh, you know, my, I look at my job as really, um, playing into what every single individual needs and their specific tailored kind of, um, outlook and goals and everything like that. 
but you know, bridging it back to uh, ease of use, you know, I'm available, um, kind of the same thing with the technology. Why are we doing something? Let's look at it and kind of build onto that. And I think that's so vital, um, especially in the technology aspect of it, of, you know, what is gonna make this client's life easier while still maintaining a high, higher and premium product and service that, uh, you know, cause their time is extremely valuable. Same with, same with mine, you know, same, same with anybody's, but in this industry where we're, you know, we charge for our time uh, and that, that's exactly what we're selling is our time. Um, I would expect that, uh, you know, I'm not gonna put more time uh, onto the client so that I can save some, you know, that my, that's not my, my role. My role is to make it as simple as uh, for the client as possible, upload the information to me, worry-free um, or, or at least uh, mitigate as much of that worry as possible. Um, I don't think anything maybe in technology these days is, is worry-free. <laughs> um, right. But um, yeah. the more you know, the worse it is. Exactly, exactly. You know, uh, kind of stick our head in the sand for, for some of it. But, um, you know, it's trying to develop um, that relationship where the, the client or the uh, other professional um, doesn't have to necessarily call me to ask a question. You know, they, they already know um, like how to upload information and then they're just waiting for that service or product to, to come back to them. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're just cutting down that time, making it easier for them and more streamlined because the last thing anybody wants to do is talk to their accountant. And I'm, I'm aware of that, you know, it, we're, we're almost as bad as the IRS, you know, sometimes we're associated with the IRS, uh, not that IRS, is, the IRS is bad, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, the la it's one of the last phone calls somebody wants to make. Um, so, uh, you know, although I'm trying to change hearts and minds on that one, you know, that accountants aren't bad, we're, we're here for people, we're here to help. But um, it's the same thing with like the, again, that, that security level and the importance of tying everything together and making it easier and more streamlined for the individual so that when they do have a question, you know, we're there, but uh, everything else is just kind of second nature to them um, where they can click a few buttons, upload documents in a periodic nature when, when they have them um, or, you know, provide us access with and, and, you know, ensure that we're having like a two-factor authentication or whatever it may be just so, you know, we're not the weak link in that chain, you know, and different things of that nature. And I, I again, I think it's so important to tailor uh, ourselves to to other individuals that that we're doing the services for in that way. Yeah, the the two factor authentication. It's such a difficult thing to get people to adopt because again, it's like it's it's not you logged in somewhere and then something bad happened without it. But people, I completely understand it because. I'm in the same boat. I hate that every time I have to log in to any of the software that we use, that there's a two-factor authentication. I mean, I'm literally sitting here preaching the use complicated different passwords for everything, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I, I'm with you. It's not fun for me either. But at the same time, there was a data breach uh, at Deloitte, I believe it was about three years ago. And it was an admin password that the credentials were released on the dark web. And the person was able to get in and steal tons of data. And if they just had that stupid two-factor authentication, well, you have the username and password, the end. Like, uh, you, you need the code. And 
then then there's the discussion with the the tax or I'm sorry the text SMS isn't secure as the authenticators but I think just having that little bit of inconvenience not even I think it is statistically proven it is one of the least expensive best pieces of security you can have and I'm sure your clients you know if you just told them by the way, I don't use two-factor authentication because it's inconvenient for me. Your data is at risk. Is that okay? No. <laughs> Present it that way. They're not so so excited about it. Um, and you you had mentioned Michael about uh, ShareFile. Are there any other uh, apps or SaaS products that you use that you that you really stand by that make your life easier? Um. At this point in time, I mean, really, ShareFile is just so big and the, the pricing is, is just so competitive. That's normally uh, where I go. Um, and so many uh, industries are now using ShareFile. The clients have seen it before. Um, you know, so it's just easier. For, you know, again, it's that, that secondhand uh, nature that they can just go in and they're like, oh, you know, I put it, you know, it's, it's kind of an annoyance where they're like, oh, I put in my email and all this other stuff and then I upload. But uh, they're used to it, and it's, uh, you know, it, it very, very rarely, I think once, maybe two or three years ago, we had like a server down or, or something like that. So we had some, some trouble getting information uh, where people couldn't upload properly. Um, but uh, I think that they're a large enough company that, uh, you know, that's, they're, that they're pretty good. I mean, I know some people use different things like, uh, you know, trying to use uh, G Suite and Google Drive with, with links. Um, and I know, you know, transmitting, transmittings, you know, in the 100, 120 range of uh, encryption. And then when it's static, you know, it's, it's in the 200s, but it's, you know, uh, you know, is it worth it? Is, is it easier for the client? Well, you know, what, you know, to, to each their own, I think as long as you're, you're trying something and it's, and you're really measuring again, that, that risk versus the information that's getting transmitted and things of that nature. Um, that, that's the important part of, is, uh, as we kind of mentioned before, there is no real foolproof way. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the harder we make it, the more inconvenient it's going to be for somebody to try to take it. And at certain levels, you know, it's, uh, I think that's the best security is just um, having that level of encryption where it's uh, through, a, through a larger site that, you know, they're insuring it. And if something does go wrong, you know, they, for the most part, are, you know, will alert you and, and things of that nature. So then you can try to get ahead of whatever it is. Um, yeah. What was, what was one of the, the um, do you see any, have any horror stories when um, you were working in the finance industry, in the IT space? Um. I think, well, the, the horror stories mainly is, uh, you know, overseeing individuals that uh, use the kind of the same password for everything. <laughs> um, that's always a, a fun one where you're like, well, you know, you've had this password now for three years. Uh, you know, you're overseeing a couple million dollars <laughs> worth of uh, assets for individuals, you know, and this is their life savings and, and trying to kind of beat the, the advisors over the head with that. But um you know, that, you know, that those are easily fixable things, you know, um, and uh, I, I don't think I've seen any horror story necessarily where, um, uh, you know, we had a data breach uh, of our own. Um, I know we constantly, uh, pretty much every six 
six uh, to eight months, um, depending upon when, when tax season <laughs> fell, um, we're, we're you know, looking at and reviewing different sorts of um, two-factor authentication. You know, we uh, using which method and uh, what is the custodian doing? What is the SEC recommending? Are we in compliance with audits? How is, you know, our intranet working? Is our data secure? What's our backup? You know, that, that type of thing. But um, I think that, uh, like I said, it, uh, not to, to minimize the difficulty of it, but there's so many resources now internally for firms for security um, that I think that's, that's, that's no longer necessarily the weak point. Um, and, and not, again, to say that there aren't weak, weak links in the chain every once in a while, you know, uh, and a lot of that, I think, uh, has to do with education of just you know, whether it's employees or, or yourself for that, you know, or myself, for that matter, um, is, uh, you know, just to keep up to date and, okay, this is not good, you know, and learning from other people's mistakes and other breaches and, and things of that nature, but training the clients, because that's ultimately who we're getting the information from um, and training them, okay, this is kind of what the industry is looking like on my end. So uh, when you're sending the information, let's secure it this way. Um, and I know, uh, actually, before I left that firm, we, um, we implemented, um, uh, and, and we implemented various systems, but so clients could upload their information securely on their own individual portal that was, uh, mainly that only they could access it. We couldn't see the information, but it would encrypt their, their data, um, and providing that to the client to say, well, you know, instead of keeping your, your own stuff on, you know, Dropbox or, or whatever it is. And I know Dropbox a number of years ago had a, had a big breach. Um, instead of keeping your uh, sensitive information that way, keep it on, we'll, we'll provide you this portal. We're gonna provide you at no cost because we think it's so important and so vital um, that, you know, that we're taking information uh, security that to that next high level. That's such a great practice. And I think really, everybody should adopt that. And I mean, there, there is going to be always the discussion of the, the cost versus benefit, risk versus reward. But I mean, we, we touched on so many things, you know, the, the encryption, the two-factor authentication, the passwords, and we had mentioned in the beginning, the VPN, uh, you know, IRS put out publication 4557, which also we had touched on backup. And the, I think the only words we didn't say that are in the 4557 are antivirus and firewall. So now that we have said them, <laughs> we, we've, we've hit all the We are 100% in wrong. compliance now on our, on our conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So essentially, you don't need uh, Rush Tech to help you with IT compliance because you listen to this episode and I'm sure you can figure it out. Worst case scenario, you have a data breach and you know, you lose all trust from all clients for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's really important that that proactive nature of <clears throat> trying to stay on top of things and as information comes out, um, and that, that's why there are people like you out there, you know, that, that are constantly looking, um, you know, at what's going on in the industry and where, where are the weak points and uh, not saying that I need to be an expert, but that's why we have people of, of, that we can talk to you like you that are, you know, constantly in this this sphere and, and seeing, okay, well, this is a major risk, you know, even though it was working for the last 10 years, it doesn't work anymore. You know, you've got to change it up. So, yeah, 
I mean, it's, and you guys deal with it too, where the, the commoditization, and I, I probably say this every single episode, but it's like, you know, people will just be like, well, the accountant down the street, they'll, they'll do it for cheaper and everything you do, it's all the same, right? I mean, you, you're smart, you, you've got a degree in accounting, you're enrolled agent, CPA, what have you, you're all the same. It's all the same. What, you know, no one, if you know more than me, you're an expert. We deal with that in IT too. It's like, if I know more than the customer, I mean, there's always like, it's impossible to know everything, but they're just like, Hey, you know, you deal with data security and IT for accountants. So could you do web design and SEO for me? It's like, they're not like, yes, they are behind a computer, but that after that, we're, yeah. we're about completely different things altogether. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind, I'll actually segue from that. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons I, I kind of started this firm was um, trying to be, you know, I still do old school things, uh, you know, a tax return at the end of the day is a tax return. Um, and although there's important parts to, to the tax return that constantly get updated and things of that nature, um, pretty much anybody worth their salt can, can perform a tax return and, and prepare a tax return you know, mostly correct. We won't say 100% because I've, I've seen some interesting things over the years. Um, but it's uh, that the connection, I think, um, you know, 2020 has been uh, a very strange year with, with COVID and everything. And for the most part, uh, I would say most of the business has gone virtual. Um, so we are losing a lot of that, that uh, humanistic connection uh, between people. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. I mean, we can still be connected without, um, you know, the in-person or going and grabbing a beer and, and, or, or whatever it might be. Um, although I do really enjoy that, you know, it, it's becoming less and less. Um, you know, I, I started this practice mainly to say, look, uh, we're going to be here for everything. Um, and, you know, in a COVID year, I'm going to work way harder. My, my hourly and my billable rate is going to decrease by that. You know, that's not how I charge, but, um, you know, overall, when I'm looking at analysis, that, that that's just the way that it's going to turn out because I rely on clients to make money. So I've got to keep these clients alive. <laughs> and what, what, what is it going to take to help them out? And what, you know, are we doing PPP loans? Are we doing maybe just even a, a business loan or um, are you shifting your business a different way? You know, uh, I've worked with a bunch of uh, restaurants who I think uh, most of us will all agree restaurants were per probably one of the worst out of, out of any industry as a whole during this, this whole thing. And trying to, uh, from an accounting perspective, help them move from uh, in-house kind of uh, service to deliveries. And what's the best option? And uh, what organization is going to work best for them for the demographic they're trying to serve and, and all that. Um, and I think that's so vital um, to, to each business and each individual because everybody's different. Um, you know, same thing with the, you know, like, like in your industry with tech needs, there's going to be a little niche that's different on every single person. Um, and it takes time to sit there with that individual or, or business and really learn as best that, that we can what they're doing day to day, because no, nobody's going to understand them as well as they do. I mean, nobody's going to understand their business as well as they do. So um, trying to just get as close as possible, I think, is just important to have that conversation. And 
Um, I mean, over the years, I've had people call me, you know, with tax emergencies or, you know, where they call me at 1130 at night. And, you know, I, uh, I used to moan and groan about that because uh, I was like, oh, man, what what kind of accounting emergency is there that, you know, it's like, do I need to come pick you up? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what in accounting is, is that urgent. But um, like this year, you know, somebody would call me at 1130 at night or one, one o'clock in the morning because that's when they had the time. Um, you know, because they're they're having the restructure and that availability and knowing that. So I don't necessarily charge for, for phone conversations. I like to say I'm not a law, lawyer or a doctor, so I don't charge for those. But uh, I think that this year has been so vital to people um, to have that level of communication and have that level of availability. Because uh, as, as we mentioned previously, you know, um, being available to individuals, they, they want an answer now even if they don't necessarily need the answer immediately, just having that conversation to say, okay, well, I can get it to you in, in an hour or two hours, I think puts most people's minds at, at ease. Um, or even if it's saying, I'll get it to you in, in the next day or two, or you'll have it to me by, or I'll have it to you by Friday. This is kind of what I think uh, it's going to look like. Um, I think that's so vital in having that, that communication and, and uh, uh, availability of being connected to them um, because they're, you know, at home. A lot of people themselves are at home. So they're like, well, I'm at home and all I'm doing is working. So why aren't you all you're doing is working? And they don't necessarily <laughs> have that realization that maybe, you know, I've got another 100 or 200 clients, you know, that I'm also trying to help. Yeah. But um, yeah. to, to everybody, their, their issue is, is uh, the highest importance. And uh, my job is not to take that away from them and to have that conversation and that, that outlook and try to understand what their goal is and deliver that personalized service in a, a field that normally we're not doing that and in an industry that's now changing to more virtual you know it's becoming less and less so because it's like okay well in, instead of doing a 15-minute meeting because or a 30-minute meeting because in person you know you come in uh you know we're going to have to have our uh, little bit of small talk where it's like oh you know how are how is this happening or how are the kids or whatever well now as an, a, an accountant uh you know i can just hop on zoom and i can say you know i can get that done in two minutes and then we move on to my questions and then we're off. Um, you know, I think that that does offer efficiency and, and can be used in certain times uh, to an individual that wants to do it that way. But I, I don't think that we should change our methodology and change the connection necessarily um, because not, every, uh, not everybody wants that simplification. Some people still want that, that hand-holding and that level of comfort like, okay, well, walk, walk me through it. And even as an accountant, and I'm sure you see this in, in the tech industry, is not everybody's an accountant, you know, not everybody's a tech person. It right. sometimes people want you to sit down and kind of explain like, okay, I understand from a very high level that this is what's happening, but why, <laughs> you know? And, you know, I, it's not like I have a bunch of trade secrets or anything, but we can go through that on a case-by-case -case basis and still have that connection and that availability to discuss it. Um, and given that we are now more internet-based, uh, and I have the, the privilege of having pretty good internet where, where I'm at, I can't say that for a lot of people, um, but uh, I, I can make myself more available at more times for these individuals, um, and I think that just delivers a lot more peace of mind uh, in an industry that we're, we're essentially in a trust industry. You know, they're trusting me to, to do the work correctly as much as they're trusting you to provide them with the best security that they, they can have, you know, at the time or the information 
to, you know, and, and the education for that. Um, so I, I, I really think that it's such a vital time uh, in transition as an accountant, uh, even more so, you know, to, to add that connection and that human still approach to somebody. Um, so. Yeah, not mistaking the efficiency versus just cutting out the human piece of it is going to be so crucial moving forward. I know when COVID first happened, and I mean, initially I was scheduled beforehand, I would do maybe one or two meetings and it could be in something business development or working, sitting with a client, whatever it was. I was doing maybe one or two a week and then COVID hit and I was doing four a day. And the first two weeks, it was like, I've just gotten like a year's worth of meetings knocked out in two weeks. The productivity on this is through the roof. But then there wasn't that emotional connection. There wasn't that human connection, which is built into us. Like as efficient as you can be, you know, people get mad at, you know, like Comcast. It's like, I'm talking to the automated machine. It's like, talk to a person. I need to talk to a person. Even if the automated machine could handle everything you need, we just want to have that connection with other people. We want to know that we can trust the person on the other side of it, that it's not just a robot that's handling literally some of the most sensitive things that you can handle. It's really important to maintain that even in these crazy times. And Michael, I want to be conscious of your time. Thank you so much for being on the show. Where can listeners find out more about you and uh, your company? Sure. So uh, accountingpersonalized.com is our website. Uh, you can also look us up on Facebook uh, at Accounting Personalized. Um, and I really do appreciate all, all of your time, Andrew. And I thank you for having me on. Yeah, definitely. And just as a reminder to the listeners, if you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe, give us the thumbs up on YouTube. And for anyone listening that's interested in a complimentary IT audit for your systems, we offer that for accountants. You can learn more at rushtech.online. And thank you so much, Michael, for being on the Tech Talk for Accountants show. Have a great day. You too. Take care.